In this week's episode, we discuss Xbox's in-person return to Gamescom. Sega gets the incident's hope up, only to immediately dash them. And a hidden two-player mode has been discovered in a classic SNES title after almost 30 years. I'm Barry. And I'm Anthony. This is episode 62 of the Retro Gamer Dads podcast, the podcast for everything retro and retro-inspired. Now, before we start, we would like to say a massive thank you to our Patreon sus- subscribers, Short Gizmo and Bobby Socks. As always, your continuing support is massively appreciated. So, um, you were slacking off last episode, off on your holidays. Yeah, well, I heard Bill uh, bitching about me, as always. In all fairness, I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> honestly, the, the first few sentences was just you two just slagging me off. I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> really appreciate that. Glad I missed. In all fairness, you even admitted yourself you didn't have a clue of any of the games we were talking about. And you, you know, I had a clear review, but I said I wouldn't have been able to have as much of a good banter going over the talking points. So it would have gone over my head. And obviously Phil said it, and it's true. And you said it too. So uh, I'm not afraid to put my hands up and say, eh, we're quite sure. However, yeah, it's very much like, either you bought it and I played it, or you rented it and I played it, or you bought it from someone and I played it. It wasn't, <laughs> well, that was every single one. You both played these games together. So yeah. that's why it was a good episode for you to do together. So again, not afraid to admit it. Talking about film, we were actually able to meet up with Phil a couple of weeks ago. We went to a arcade together, the three of us. Yeah, you say that as if he lives on the other side of the world or something in Australia. I know, but we've not seen him for a while. In all fairness, neither have I, neither have I. So it was nice going out. And since we had a games night and it went round here, I didn't have to clean up the dishes the next day. So that was always a bonus. Oh, yeah. So we went to an yeah. arcade place called Arcanes, we think it's pronounced, in Liverpool. Yeah, in Liverpool. Don't do that. It's pretty decent, weren't it? It was. It was a quite a good selection of games, and we did have quite a lot of laughs, especially in Outrun 2. Me and Barry had a lot of panicking <laughs> on that game. <laughs> yeah, that Outrun 2 cabinet where it was like jostling at you around, and the seats was pretty cool. But it wasn't just that, though, because we did two-player on that, and every time Phil bumped into oh, us yeah. or we crashed, it switched steering for us. And at first, we didn't know it would do that. And when it did, we're panicking, and Phil's going, what's going on? Yeah, as he just like swerves all over the road, slamming into you. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good, weren't it? There wasn't as many original arcade cabinets as I thought. The vast majority of them were, I'm assuming they've probably got something like a Raspberry Pi or a Pandora or something similar inside of them. They were definitely emulated. Yeah, you you can't blame for doing that for some of them. It would have been nice to see more original ones. Set the screen to the right ratio. Everything was in widescreen and stretched. Yes. That was my biggest gripe. In all fairness, most of the games ran well. Yes, they did. Especially when we decided to, you know, go all the way to Liverpool and play Super Smash on the Switch. On the projector. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Could have done that. Could have done that here for free rather than paying 18 quid to get in to play Smash. But no, we we did a few rounds of that at least. Yeah. But there's a lot of light gun shooters, which I really enjoyed. I really got into them. I played quite a lot of them. Uh, I didn't play much of them because we went in and there was that big Tomb Raider one. And after like five minutes, my, my arms were killing. I was doing like a um, Dino Hunter one, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah, I saw you doing that one. I, I had a quick go on that, didn't I? That was the one with the yes. pump action shotgun. Yeah, it was. So I had a quick go on that. You and Phil completed Halo Fireteam Raven. Yes, we did. 
Yeah, so you got to play it because you never got to play it last time you saw it. I didn't, and I was really upset, but this time I got to play it and I, you know, dying. Oh, great. Just keep playing. Just keep pressing that button. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, no, it's press again. It was a pretty good game. I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. But like I said, I went full Rambo. I picked up both the guns and I was firing both the guns at one point. What game was that on? I thought it was Rambo. Was it actually on Rambo? Yeah, yeah, it was It was Rambo. I remember it was tucked in the corner because you were on that while me and Phil were playing Sega Rally 3, weren't you? Yes. And then we also played, I keep forgetting the name of the, that Japanese... Radius. Um, no, sorry, Darius, player. Darius. Yes, that was quite a good game. We really enjoyed that. Very loud. Yeah, with this super, super widescreen. Yes, <laughs> absolutely massive. The sound system, every time like something exploded and that, I felt like it was going to be vibrated off the bench. And you got to play Pac-Man on the biggest screen. Yeah. And I asked you to take a picture because I got top score and you'd walked off. Sorry. No apologies. I'm like, hey, get a picture of me with this. And like, you walked through the barrier. I went, Phil. And then you walked through the barrier to go out. And I, I was didn't like, oh, okay then. I would have come I back did, if you told me. You'd already exited at this point. It was very loud and very stimulating to the eyes. Yes. Oh, very much so. The amount of lights. I was like proper old man. I had such a banging headache after being in there for a few hours i was like i want to go home i've got a headache <laughs> well and what did we do afterwards we went back to yours and played oh, you, you came around there and we just played on the xbox <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've been enjoying that haven't we bit janky sometimes in the bit best janky. sort of ways i would love to show um i'll listen to some of the videos that we capture on this game because it's, we should do a sizzle glitchy we should do. Uh, it's a bit glitchy. In all fairness, most of them aren't game breaking. It's it's a bit of fun. It is really irritating when the mechs disappear when you kill them or you can't loot them. They're the irritating glitches. Yeah, it's irritating when I'm the host. We kill one of the larger enemies. It disappears for me, and you get a uh, experimental weapon off it. I felt cheated. Don't blame me. But blame the game. <laughs> Don't blame the player. Yeah, that's what you say. That's very true. Well, should we move on to the games? Oh yeah, that's what we're here for, isn't it? So, Xbox is now making its return back to GamesCon for the first time since 2019 in person. I imagine a lot of these companies are doing the pretty much same thing now that one global pandemic's finished. We we need to get some in-person events in before the next one starts. Oh, as in the energy hike and then no one can afford energy bills now? Oh no, I'm, I'm sure I saw in the news there's a new virus spread them around oh. China or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, there is that too. The other thing is we're getting no E3 this year either. No E3 this year, so, although they have confirmed they'll be in back for next year. So I feel like Gamescom's being the place to go instead of E3 this year now. Yeah, Gamescom and uh, Summer of Games as well, weren't it? Yes, it was. See, e is quite concentrated, whereas like Summer of Games, it just felt like everything was scattered around over a couple of weeks or so. Yeah, and I feel like Gamescom might... It's not a couple of weeks, but Gamescom, I feel like, might be a bit scattered again. I feel like E3 is the one that, as you said, is more focused. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like he is going to be missed this year, and mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to be very welcome back next year. At least we're getting something. It seems like if you're lucky enough to go and you can get to Germany, of all places, it's quite far away. Well, not for people who live in Germany, it's not. Well, yeah, but I, I ain't getting there. Also, Mon... I'll do that month anyway, so it doesn't matter. That month? Jeez, a long time. That week anyway. <laughs> but you know what? With, with how often you're off work, I can believe that. Why can this never go past? I'm not off that often. Sorry, who was off last week? Me. Who was off on Monday? Me. Who's working from home tomorrow? Me. And who's off the week after next? Me. 
Hang on. Yeah, but I'm going to say... You've still you, got like a will... million hours worth of holiday to take as well before the end of the year. Me. <laughs> right, okay. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll let people make their own decisions. Right, anyway. Anyway, let's, let's, let's talk about these games. Let's talk about these games. So if you're lucky enough to get a ticket and can make your way to Germany, the show is on from the 25th to 28th of August. If you can't make it, at least they will be doing some live streaming. I would love to be able to get down there and get some hands-on for some of these games coming out. I am yeah. a bit jealous that I can't make it. See, I always wanted to go somewhere like E3. Although, admittedly, that was more when they had uh, Booth Babes. So <laughs> that might have been a factor in it 20 years ago when I was like a teenager. <laughs> Are you sure they won't they do they won't put them in every now and then now? I'm fairly certain they don't. And I don't blame them. Thankfully, at least this is only over three days, so hopefully things will be more concentrated than as we were saying earlier with the summer of games where it was just yes. everything was scattered to the wind almost. And talking about trailers, we are apparently going to get a new one for Sonic Frontiers, which will hopefully have a release date as well. Flip's sake. Honestly. Every single time talking about Sonic. Hey, listen to last I, week. I don't make the, the podcast. news. I don't make the news. Listen to the podcast. I heard that you got all your, well, not all your games out, but like 100% of your games out. And it was like you could fit in that box. <laughs> um, Yes. I possibly have a hernia now as well. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, well, you could hear I you moving. I think you can hear me mic. grunting in the background. <laughs> you can. It feels like. Yeah, I think you've got... Oh, why have you got so many boxes? Yeah, and then you're like, I've got another one in the loft. I've got all these games yeah, here too. In all fairness, the one in the loft's smallish, like a, a really big shoebox size box, maybe a tad bigger. It, um, it's these were, These box. were like, I don't know, 40 litre plastic boxes. <laughs> Two big cardboard boxes. Anyway, we need to stay on topic here. Sonic Frontiers was originally announced that it was going to release this year in time for the, yeah. you know, so-called holiday or Christmas period. I imagine the go give us a release date. It's quickly coming up, like, really quickly coming up to Christmas. And I reckon we'll probably go see, like, a October-November release date for this. Hopefully so. I did read somewhere, forgive me if I've got this wrong, uh, but it is somewhere that some people are saying that maybe not do a 2022 release to make sure that the game is ready properly because some people were saying that some of the graphics needed updating and tweaking a bit we did talk about this and that was something i brought up when i saw the first trailer yeah and i was saying i'd rather them postpone it and make a good game rather than rush it and get potentially a bad game because they'd done that recently with sonic origins they rushed it to get it on sonic's 31st anniversary and while it's not a terrible game, it's definitely not as good as it could have been. Oh, well, we were talking about, again, another game that was full of glitches. That was a recent release. Yeah, that was full of glitches. Which, Sonic? Yeah, Sonic uh, Origins. It's one of those that I played through a massive chunk of it without having any issues and then just ran into yeah. loads of issues, specifically on Sonic 2. It didn't ruin the game. It didn't ruin the experience, but it definitely took the shine off it. Like, don't get me wrong, I still enjoyed yeah. it. I still 100%ed it and everything. Well, he just felt unfinished, I guess, by the end of it. Unpolished. I wouldn't say unfinished, but unpolished. Okay. Going back to Sonic Frontiers, the second trailer at the Nintendo, what was it, the Partner Direct Mini or something that they had a month or two back? Something like that. 
where they've shown a new trailer for Sonic looks significantly better than what they'd shown with IGN's first look. I would like to see a bit more of a better environment, I feel like, because we've only really seen a massive field, haven't we? We haven't really seen Yeah, much. and they've looked very empty. Yes, it does. Um, I'd also like to see a bit more of the combat system as well. I think the combat system would be something fresh for the series, but I don't think it's going to be overly complex. No. But I just feel visually I understand what people are saying about we don't know the state of it because it's just a massive open area. I'd love to see like a built up city, I guess you'd be going into, or like, I don't know, some like a canyon region, that sort of thing, where there's a bit more. Yeah. I personally think Sonic will work better with linear stages rather than an open world. Yes. No, I agree. I think it'll be nice to run around that at like high speeds, but I think the novelty of that will wear off extremely quickly. Sonic works best when they have well-constructed stages for him to go through and for the flow of his momentum to really shine, which is what Sonic's about in the end of the day, momentum. I guess I know it was quite linear-based at times, but Sonic the Werehog, that had elements of free roaming it, didn't it? Where you had areas which you could explore. My least favourite part of that game, by a significant margin, was the exploration stages. Was it? Yeah. I just um, I, that's really the only like other game I could think of that had exploration to a point. Well, other games have had them. So uh, the dreaded Sonic 06 had them. They okay. weren't too bad because they were relatively small. And Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 had them before then. But again, they were very small areas. Like Station Square, you can run from one end to the other in like, I don't know, 20 seconds. Because there will be missions that you have to go to, hopefully there will be linear stuff, or maybe there'll be linear aspects to the game, like the dungeons that yeah, you go no, into. Yeah, no, there's the, um, I can't think what they're called at the moment, but like the... The dungeons, the... The dungeon type whatever. They are going to be linear stages. Yeah. But you'll have this overworld that you'll go around. A bit like Breath of the Wild, where you go to your dungeons. Yeah. You traverse the open world to actually find those dungeons. Keeping on with the Sonic news, uh, we actually have a couple more, but we've got some news on the next instalment of the Sonic movies. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 as an official release date. Unfortunately, it's two years away. <laughs> well, we've only just had Sonic 2 this year, and they've already announced I know, but already you, you know how impatient one. I am. I'm the kind of person who shouts at the microwave to hurry up. Yeah, no, I know. I eat Pop-Tarts cold and raw because I can't be bothered putting them in the toaster. It takes too long. Slip weird, you're a monster. Who does that? Who does that? <laughs> uh, 20th of December. I think this will be one that I'll be taking Elliot to Christmas treats to go and watch. Oh yeah, 100%. The only thing we've seen is just the release date. They've not announced any directors, any cast, anything else. So all they said on their official Twitter page was release date. And that was it. So hopefully yeah, yeah. we I, will be seeing Idris Elba back as Knuckles and the same casting characters back, which would well, be nice. We'll see him back, back in the Knuckles TV series on Paramount well, Plus. Yeah. Probably before this movie comes out, actually. Sweet. Because I've got Paramount Plus, I'll be able to uh, watch it. Do you reckon they'll turn it into like a cinematic universe where you've got to watch the TV series because it sets up the third movie? Do you know what? I reckon it will do, actually. Or do you reckon that it'd just be completely standalone? No, no. I reckon it might flow into it. It might kind of 
you know what I'm saying there? It might actually tell his story before Sonic 2. There wasn't an awful lot to his story that wasn't explored in Sonic 2, then. Because it shows the Echidna tribe going off to try and get... I think it's get the rings, isn't it? So that they can go off and find the Chaos Emeralds. Yes. And we find out that in the fight with Longclaw that we see like a snippet of from the very first movie. Apparently, everyone was killed in that battle, which left Knuckles yeah, left, alone. Uh, young Knuckles. So we know he grew up in isolation. Um, I reckon the TV series probably be a bit... A little bit more light-hearted than his backstory. I could imagine it being how he integrates with other people, because bear in mind, all his formative years, he grew up alone in this village. He's very socially awkward, isn't he? Yeah, well, because when he comes very through naive. the rings to find Robotnik, he comes through with other people. Oh, yeah, so you never just find out know what other people are. That's what I mean. That's what I'm referring to. They're definitely not you a kid. You don't know what's happened between when he was a kid to him coming through the ring there's a lot missing there that we don't know about the thing is that they can't really set it after Sonic 2 because they would have to put Sonic and Tails in and they've not said anything about that I reckon Sonic and Tails could make a cameo in it I think so too it could have picked up from the end of Sonic 2 you know he's gone off he's got his ice cream and now he's going off on a brand new adventure we're off to get ice cream let's go yeah he kind of reminds me like Thor the way he speaks and the way he acts, I kind of feel like mm. you know, I can imagine him drinking something and going another. Don't know if Lord, you know, that's the sort the of floor. feeling I get from that. Yeah, that's the sort of feeling I get from the way that Knuckle acts in this. Uh, very much like how Thor acts in a Marvel universe. I shall dishonor the baseball. <laughs> yeah, do you see what I mean? That, that sort of thing just makes me think of Thor. The way that he speaks. Now I feel like again getting sidetracked. Look always <laughs> still relevant though. The next news, going on to yet more Sonic news. You're loving this episode, aren't you? I can see you grinding your teeth. I'm dying inside. I have never felt such a roller coaster of emotions. I went from being <laughs> super hyped to almost like the most let down I've ever been in my life within, I don't know, 45 <laughs> seconds. I can understand why, if I'm honest. Watching the trailer, I can understand why. High Ground and Sega have unveiled a series of keyboards and accessories. The keyboards and the mouse pads, they look pretty good, don't they? Yeah, oh yeah, they do, definitely do. However, the trailer, it made it look so much like Sega are about to announce like a Sega Dreamcast Mini or something similar. I don't know, I see nothing wrong with the trailer. I feel like the trailer was nice and genuine, down to the point of what you're trying to make. What, like, the show and Dreamcast <laughs> logo is everywhere, a laser from space burns a giant Dreamcast symbol into a planet, then a Dreamcast console, console and controller come and eclipse it, and you're like, oh yeah, Dreamcast, come on, give me a Dreamcast Mini, or a Dreamcast 2, yes, I'm so pumped, and I goes, just look at this keyboard, yeah, let me do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, just like big chunks falls out of the sky, see keyboard keys. Watching it again, that's the only thing that kind of might give it away up to the point where they yeah. unveil the keyboard. No, it is completely misleading. It is. It's such a troll. We had already seen these keyboards, hadn't we, before? Before this trailer. But the thing is, um, I saw the keyboards like a week before I saw this trailer and didn't connect the two. Well, yeah, but watch. We will put the trailer in the show notes and yeah, give yeah. us your opinion, please. Because 
this I do I do agree, Barry. I was being sarcastic earlier. I don't know if you could tell. But yeah, it looked And it's not very often like you agree it with me. Was a Sega Dreamcast in kind of, I know normally I'm completely denying anything you say, but no, I do agree. However, looking at the mouse pads and the keyboards, I wouldn't mind a sudden adventure one. I do quite like that one. The two tone one, yeah. Yes. They have got a couple of mouse mats, some free keyboards, a couple of t shirts. So they're doing like a whole collection of things. The keyboards, I actually really like the Dreamcast one where it's a really light grey, medium grey, and the yellow, green, red, and blue color scheme. Yeah. However, these are definitely not for people who are not touch typists. Oh, yeah. Flipping it. Well, I feel like the two tone one isn't as bad as like the Sonic Green Hill Zones one. Now, that one is just trippy as anything well as far as i'm aware not a single one of them has any sort of legend on them oh yeah well that's very true oh yeah there's nothing any of at all although i have just spotted there is an easy way to find the s key on one of them what is no no sonic is on the s key oh oh, the green hill one the s key is sonic (laughs) oh yeah that's very true yeah, you're right. There's no keys at all in these, so it might, like you said, touch type only. Everyone can do that, can't they? Then again, uh, these compact uh, keyboards, so to be honest, I probably struggle. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Especially because you have to use your uh, janky ergonomic one. So it's you're going to go from my ergonomic keyboard. massive ergonomic, you're going to cut down to a third of the size. Yeah, like maybe, that one. maybe I'll just get it and like mount it on the wall or something. But it would be interesting one of these oversized Sonic mouse mats. Yes. I don't know if it was intentional, but the least two two variations of two different sizes. And I noticed that the both the very first Sonic game, which was released on the Mega Drive, plus the very last Sonic game released on a Sega console, which was Sonic Adventure 2. Do we have any pricing or anything at the minute, or is it just an announcement so far? No, I went to the website. You can register your interest, but I couldn't find anything in terms of pricing. I'm guessing you registered your interest. No, but I might do. Might do. I thought I was surprised you didn't flip it out. I thought you'd been right on it. Yeah. Give me that stuff, man. I need to sniff no. it. I don't like giving me email out. I get too much junk. You just spam email. Use your retro gaming dub one. No, I don't want that full of junk. Well, before we move on to the last couple of bits, as always, if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so for free, I might add, by leaving a review on your favorite podcasting app. This helps us to reach even more listeners and helps us improve future episodes alternatively if you're able to do so you can visit our patreon and become a member for as little as one pound per month where you receive early ad free versions of the podcast and we will even give you a shout out in the next episode and what's more you won't hear this little ad blurb in the middle of it so we will get straight into the next bit of news for you (laughs) yeah you either get annoyed with the blurb or live long enough to become part of the blurb. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I am the blurb. So, quite a bit of news has come out about the Sega Genesis Mini 2, and it doesn't look good for a PAL release of the Mega Drive Mini 2. No, which is quite sad, because there is a lot of hype, obviously, around the Sega Genesis Mini 2. But we just made a whole episode about it. Yep, especially about the Western release as well that's now been announced. There are issues with supply, so there's going to be shortages with the consoles, unfortunately. In a statement to Ars Technica, a representative from Sega of Japan has actually said 
the stock might be as low as 10% of what was released for the Mega Drive, uh, sorry, the Genesis Mini. I can tell you that they got scalped to high heaven. So there yeah. is no chance that these are not going straight up on eBay for double, triple the price as soon as they're released. Do you reckon they're kind of blaming this on the fact that they're going to Western release? Because obviously they said that this was going to be a Japan exclusive release. It appears that they were only intending to have it as a Japanese exclusive. However, because a lot of people obviously want it in the West, they did make a small amount of these available for North America as the Genesis Mini. If you buy this on Amazon, which is the only place you can buy it because it's not going to retail stores, I have noticed it ships from Japan. Oh. So it looks like these are getting shipped direct from the same place where they're making the Mega Drive Mini 2. So I guess this doesn't bode well for it to come out as a European release instead now. I don't think it will. And unfortunately, you can't purchase it to get delivered outside of the US. Oh, so we ain't getting it. No. I might be able to order the Japanese version. I haven't checked yeah. that yet, but I can't order a Genesis Mini 2 to get delivered to the UK. So that's a bit of a kick in the teeth because we were kind of hoping for a European release at some point. But from the sounds of it, that's it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some good games announced already. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you look at the Mega Drive Mini, the original one, that's it's like 150 quid, 200 quid. I've seen it go as high as. It's a shame. It is a shame. Um, hopefully, they can maybe try and sort out some of the supply issues, but I know it's a massive thing for all companies now at the minute, so it's not like it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, I, I don't think this is necessarily a supply issue they will sort out. I think this will just be, this is how many were made. It's a limited run. You've got what you've got. That's it. Scalpers do your worst. I have a feeling. I know. I know. Scalpers are just going to ruin it for everyone else. Like They have retro gaming in general over the last decade. Well, at least they've Actually, just not- gaming in general. <laughs> at least PS5 and the Xbox Series kind of started going down in price back to normal now. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed CEX now are only charging £50 extra for a PlayStation 5 over buying it brand new. Yeah, so it, it's not as bad as it was. What about Steam Deck? I'll be interested to know if the Steam Deck's still keeping its really high price if that's dropped down. I think so, because they're still pretty short on a supply at the moment although they did mention that they do intend to get all the pre-orders that they had up until like a month ago i think it was fulfilled by the end of the year oh is that including yours then Uh, yeah that should include mine and also they're coming to a couple of new regions i can't remember off the top of my head but i think it was japan hong kong and a couple of other places okay so at least they are they have got supply issues as well they are at least going the right way Yes, they are going the right way. They just need to hurry up and send mine again. I think it's a massive shame about the Genesis Mini 2, though. It was a console which we've been speaking about quite a lot recently. I'm pretty gutted about that. You might get one, but it might cost you an arm and a leg. I won't pay over the odds. It's the same reason I haven't got Mega Drive Mini. I'm not paying £150 for one. Especially when they were only like £79 when they were brand new. But unfortunately, I didn't pre-order, so when it came to buy one, everywhere was sold out. I do get emails all the time from Amazon going, oh, we thought you'd be interested in this Sega Mega Drive Mini 2. Sorry, Sega Mega Drive Mini. I'm like, yes, I am interested in it, but I am not willing to pay. Let's have a quick look, see how much they're charging for one now. $239.99. Flipping heck. 
So triple the price, basically. Do you know what? There is a used very good for $89.99. Buy it. Buy it now. If it wasn't going away next week, uh, I probably would have. What's wrong with you going away next week? Well, I just want a bit more money for going away, don't I? Fair dues. Can't blame you. I don't, I don't think Kerry would be like, should we do something today? And like, yeah. Just as long as it doesn't involve money because I spent it on a Mega Drive. She's like, a Mega Drive? That sounds familiar. Yeah, remember that console that's 30 years old that I've got like six of them in the loft? Yeah, yeah. Well, I bought another one. But it's mini. No, no, it's no. tiny. It's a baby one. No. And I can't play no, all the games that I've got in the loft on it. This is where you turn to say to her, she goes, oh, should we do something today? Yeah, yeah, I know what we could do today. We could play on this new console I just got. <laughs> no, more likely. Should we do something? Yeah, let's let's go out for a, a little walk around the town. All right, anywhere in particular? Well, uh, CEX, cash generators, cash converters. Yeah. There's also a retro <laughs> shop somewhere down the street as well, so we might as well pop into there while we're here. And we need to see the pub in Plymouth that has Echo the Dolphin artwork as its sign. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a pub. I was When I was down there like a couple of years ago, I was walking around, I was like, why is it sign? The Echo the Dolphin artwork. <laughs> Either someone's done it as a joke and no one's realised, or they did it on purpose. Possibly a bit <laughs> of both. Uh, yeah, it, it's just the artwork. You know, you can see the stars on Echo's head and everything. You know, yeah. they haven't even changed it. I can't even remember what the pub's called. It's probably called something like the Dolphin or something. Right, right. we need to get back on track here. <laughs> We've only got one more bit of news to get through now. Last but not least, 30 years after the game's been released, someone has discovered the two-player mode in Little Mac's Super Punch-Outs. 30 years after the game's been released, how have they found this thing? I have no idea. So it doesn't actually look too complicated to en- enable this hidden two-player mode. As well as a level select. No, it doesn't. It's only a couple of button press and that's it. I reckon this is something the developers probably put in for debugging it and just never took yeah. out, which a lot of cheats from this sort of period. That's what the originator does. Not going to lie. I do actually quite miss cheat goes in games at times. Yeah. What, when you had to import a button press rather than your credit card details to unlock them? <laughs> yeah. It's quite an interesting way to get into it, and it a lot gives you all the characters to choose from as well. Player one still has to play as a little Mac. Yes. It gives you an option. You can just pick any character to have like a one-on-one fight with. But if you put another button command, you can actually control the CPU opponent as the second player. The only thing you have to do is, I think, after every match, you have to go back out to start menu and then go back in again to do it. It's not a complicated No, it's not at all. For anyone interested, this works on the original SNES and it works on the version that's on the Nintendo Switch Online service as well. I'm going to have to try this. So the first thing you need to do is unlock the character select. And to do that on the title screen... On controller 2, you need to hold down Y and R and then press star or A on controller 1. This will then let you select any of the opponents to have like a a one-off match against. Now, if you do want a second player to join in, all they've got to do is hold B and Y while player 1 selects the opponent with either A or start and that's it, you're done. I think it's a bit of a bizarre way to get into it. You have to use two controllers to get into these. Well, yeah, you need two controllers for two-player anyway, so... No, I know, but it's... Who would have thought to press keys on one controller to then press the keys on another controller to then press keys on another controller to then press keys on another controller? I don't know. I feel like people have figured out much more bizarre 
and contrived ways to unlock things in games than the whole two buttons. How? how do people figure this crap, this stuff out? I have no idea. I always thought it was amazing because we haven't talked about him for like ten seconds. In Sonic Two, a second controller could control Tails in the one-player mode. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was it's, it's to nice. To you always see to slip him in somewhere, don't you? It's nice to see that we're still finding out new things about a 28-year-old game. No, yeah, it is. And I'm actually interested to try this out myself. Uh, what we do is, in the show notes, we will put the details on how to get into this mode as well, just in case you want to mm-hmm. give it a try. I'm definitely interested to give it a try. I think I might do SNES is included with just the normal online... Uh, yeah, so that, that's account. in all tiers of Nintendo Switch Online service. Yeah, so I have to try it because it's, it's on there. Saying that, there's so many retro games I want to try. We need to get back on Piebacker. <laughs> we say this every week, but we never do. We do. We need to, though. I think that's it. We've come to the end now, haven't we? We have done indeed. It's been a little bit light on some of the news, but I think Barry's been through a lot of emotions today, so I think it's time to give him a break. All over the <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> yeah, just the keyboard. We've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it. We've been the Retro Gamer Dads, and we'll see you next time. And this got me so hyped up, and then just let me down. Why? Because so, how far away it is. Oh, well. You want to put the keyboards? No, I was going to talk about Hedgehog Movie. Oh, yeah, I skipped over that. Sorry, do that again. (laughs) Okay.